I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Vladimir Putin has flexed his muscle on the international stage. He regularly tries to show how tough he is and that he's not afraid of anything. Before he invaded Ukraine, he warned the world that anyone who attempted to meddle or get in his way would experience devastating impact like they had never seen before. He reminded the world that he is armed with nuclear weapons. Uh, He's done that again in uh, heightening and ratcheting up uh, the rhetoric as it relates to all of this. But there are two things that Vladimir Putin really fears, genuinely fears. I don't think he fears sanctions so much because they'll mostly hurt his people, which he's not overly concerned about. Uh, I don't think he's particularly scared of uh, other nations coming into Ukraine or into Russia. But I will tell you what he is afraid of, and he is incredibly afraid of two things. First, he is afraid of freedom. He is afraid of having a successful, on the march, the slow, uneven, but steady march towards democracy, where entrepreneurs can thrive, where investment comes in where individual citizens suddenly have an ability to rise in their standard of living, that they have upward mobility, that scares the heck out of Vladimir Putin, especially because of the ties between Ukrainians and Russians. Because the stories go back and forth across the border. And if in Ukraine you have someone who's launched a business or someone who's earning more or has a better standard of living, that's a really bad thing for a dictator in Russia. And so the last thing that Vladimir Putin wants is a successful Ukraine next door. That's not helpful to his cause in the homeland. So he is clearly afraid of freedom. The second thing that Vladimir Putin is incredibly afraid of is faith. And the people of Ukraine are incredibly faith-filled. Vast majority of the country. Uh, is very religious and in very unique ways. Obviously, a, a good majority of them are Orthodox Christians. But did you know that the largest Jewish community center in the world is not in Israel and is not in the United States? It's in Ukraine. And that faith scares Vladimir Putin, because start adding it up. When you add freedom and faith together, that is a bad combination for a strong-armed leader who's trying to control a country. Because when you have a little taste of that freedom, again, as imperfect and as uneven as that journey can be, 
and people start to feel that and experience that for themselves, everything changes. And when people have that faith and they're able to exercise that faith freely and without worry of retribution, without worry that they're going to be targeted or persecuted, then there's a host of other things that follow in that wake. Self-determination is a combination of freedom and faith coming together. Freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. All of those are interconnected. And they're not good if you're Vladimir Putin. And you don't want a country the size of Ukraine being a faith-filled and freedom-loving people. That's not good if you want to be in control and stay in power. And so if you look at some of the things that Vladimir Putin has done at the beginning of this, he's achieved some objectives already because of his amassing of his troops on the border and then invading Ukraine. That has caused a lot of foreign investment in Ukraine to get pulled out because of the uncertainty which, of course, undermines their economy, which undermines new businesses and entrepreneurs and things that are growing and improving the standard of living. So Vladimir Putin has been successful in that already. But So then what happens? Uh, then the, the big test is where we go next. And I think one of the things that's most important for us to, to keep in mind in this is that the current conflict, uh, this is not a war between the people of Russia and the people of Ukraine. Like most wars in history, the current conflict is a, a war for the power of a few at the expense of the suffering of, of so many. And the innocent, the most vulnerable in both countries will take the brunt of this incredibly unnecessary war. And through all the massive disinformation and misinformation of Vladimir Putin, we see evil being called good and good being called evil because you know what? That's how hate gets stirred up. That's how contempt gets cultivated. That's how wars begin and are waged. And so for peace to prevail, we have to have citizens recognize truth. And we also have to make a moral judgment to choose freedom and self-determination. It's a moral judgment. Uh, I will never forget watching CNN at the beginning of this conflict uh, a live shot that captured just that breathtaking moment as a group of people began to pray in the middle of an open square in Kharkiv, Ukraine. As the military attack on the country was being launched, that natural instinct in times of fear and suffering to cry out to God for help and comfort. And I think one of the interesting things that is happening is you have people the people of Ukraine and you have many of the people of Russia who are uniting in prayer for peace. I think that's important. Came across a really interesting historic moment. Uh, in between the First and Second World War, Lloyd Stone wrote the lyrics to This Is My Song. Uh, and imagine these words, and if we could all sing these. It says, This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. This is my home, the country where my heart is. Here are my hopes, my dreams, my holy shrine. But other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams 
as true and high as mine. My country skies are bluer than the ocean, and sunlight beams on clover leaf and pine, but other lands have sunlight too and clover, and skies are everywhere as blue as mine. Oh, hear my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for their land and for mine. And just imagine if we could get to that space and to that place, that yes, we can have our national pride and we can be patriotic and we've seen the patriotism of Ukrainians in an extraordinary way. But when we think about what we have, Yes, we have a a great place here in America. And there are other places that are equally great. And if we recognize that, yeah, we have our hopes, our dreams, the things that matter to us, and that there are hearts in other lands that have the same kind of hopes and dreams, and they're every bit as good, every bit as high, every bit as right as each of ours. And I really believe that the people of the earth, uh, when they recognize that, that faith that Vladimir Putin fears most, uh, that's where we have to get to. And it's, it's that kind of peace. And so while the countries of Russia and Ukraine appear to be divided by war, I believe the people of those nations are united by faith. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.